Welcome back to Small Town Missing. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And thank you guys so much for liking, commenting, and subscribing. Thank you so much for your suggestions and everything. Yeah, this one's like the last one of my suggestions that I think we had from commenters. So I hope you guys send some more in. Yeah, definitely. Well, actually, I do have one I haven't researched yet. Okay. A, a user okay. request. Well, that's good. I'm glad we're, we're doing it, though, because, like, you know, the more we interact with people, I feel like the better it'll help. You know, they'll get what, what they want out of it, and I think it'll help us, too. So. Agreed. And I also want to say we had comments from across the pond this past week. So. Across the pond? <laughs> yeah. Is that not the expression? I, I, I have heard that before. I think that's perfectly fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think in rural terms what that might mean is yeah. like yeah that's a very rural <laughs> saying i feel like yeah yeah that's a very southern saying yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, it's southern sounding but oh, uh, it is so thank you guys so much i'm uh, glad to know that we're getting out there more exactly and we're getting further and further out there i'm actually surprised that people are interested outside of the states and i had made that comment to the person who was commenting to us well, when you i was really look, surprised when that, you start looking up Missing cases in other countries. Yeah, we did one. We did Emma Philippoff. I think that was in the UK, I believe, yeah. or I, I think that's where it was. But um, yeah, that's but the only one I could think more of. Is what I'm saying. We do. We sure yeah. do. Yeah, so. and certainly. If anybody has any suggestions, you can uh, reach out to us on Instagram at Small Town Missing. Yes, that's right. One hundred percent. So we're starting this episode. Mm-hmm. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Well, today's case is about the disappearance of Asia Degree. And Asia de- disappeared in the middle of the night on February 14th, 2000. Some of her family members still think she could be alive, but they have no idea why she just seemingly disappeared of her own volition about 23 years ago. Oh, that's so crazy, too. I don't know. It's crazy to me to even say that, like the early 2000s was. Like, 2000 specifically was 23 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, it was 23 years ago last month. Yep, yeah, exactly. That's not, that's not real. <laughs> it is real. It's not real. We are what we fear at this point. Yeah. All right. And just a little bit of background on the Degree family. A Harold and Akila Degree were married on Valentine's Day, 1988. And after their marriage, uh, children came along fairly quickly. Aisha was born 1990, and after her came her brother, O'Brien, and they were raised in a residential area of subdivision in a rural area of Shelby, North Carolina. After their marriage, children came along fairly quickly. Aisha was born in 1990, and after her came her brother, O'Brien, and they were raised in a subdivision in a rural area of Shelby, North Carolina. Uh, the kids' lives pretty regimented. They would commonly uh, let themselves in uh, ho- at home after school. So yeah, I guess they were like, mm-hmm. latchkey kids. I guess yeah, that's like you know, it. and, and kind of too. Like I, I'm assuming this was a more rural area anyway. I think that like it's like okay, like you leave school, you let yourself in, kind of thing. You know, like it wasn't like the family picked them up necessarily. Right. I can imagine they probably caught the bus and got off the bus at home and yeah. let themselves in. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were expected to get their homework done before their parents got home from work, yep. which is pretty normal. Uh, their social lives revolved around their extended family, church and school. The family didn't even have computers in their home, so the kids didn't have access to the Internet at all, seemingly, which yeah. 23 years ago. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, it's still kind of normal. I remember, like, early 2000s, like, growing up. I mean, and Thomas might remember this, too. Like, I think... Maybe we would have had like AOL, like Instant Messenger, you know, things like that. Maybe some basic computer games. Yeah, all the only game I remember in the '90s was Flight Simulator. Yeah, and then true. In the early 2000s, we had like 
the only game I remember on the computer were educational games, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, I don't so. think the degree, it sounds like the degrees didn't have much of that. Like, you know, especially, yeah. that's like before the internet, I feel like really took off. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that's unusual for 23 years ago. No, no not at either. all. I don't it think kids were average. on... Yeah, I don't think kids were on their PCs like we are now. I mean, that was Agreed. you know way back when. You know, and by the way, Rhonda, this was like uh, I just thought about this. Didn't I say that Asia went missing on February fourteenth, two thousand? Yes, the anniversary. Is uh, it her, her parents? Yeah, wedding that's what I was saying. That's their wedding anniversary. I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. So what was that? The eleventh wedding anniversary? I guess. Yeah, because twelfth. Twelfth. Okay. Yeah, because they were married in nineteen eighty eight, and she disappeared in two thousand. Okay, oh, I couldn't wow. remember if it was eighty eight or eighty nine. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that when I was researching this. Yeah, and um, Aisha's mother describes her as cautious and shy. Uh, she was very obedient. Uh, you know, I guess fairly typical for a child who would would have been nine years old at that time. Yeah, I mean, like, cause, I mean, you just have your family, really. I mean, like at that age, I remember like. You know, you had your friends and stuff, and maybe you'd like hang out with some of your friends. But yeah, your family's really the people you see all the time. Yeah, I would say so. And of course, her family was just shocked when she disappeared. Her classmates described her as lighthearted and happy. Uh, she wore her hair in pigtails and ponytails, which just reminds you how young she was. Yeah, like she's nine. Like she's just a child, a little baby. Yeah. She was in the fourth grade at Falston Elementary School, and the weekend before her disappearance was a three-day weekend. On February the 11th, the kids spent the day at their aunt's house. The following day, the kids attended uh, basketball games in a league that they were involved in. <clears throat> so apparently they were playing basketball that yeah. day. Yeah, Asia had, had played as point guard on her team, but she fouled out during the game, and she was upset about it, which is, you would think that's Yeah, normal. she's not. And also, I think I saw like a couple sources say that she was just disappointed because she couldn't play with her team and stuff like that. Right. But she got over it quickly, and she went to watch her brother's game. On February 13th, children attended church along with their family and had a relatively uneventful day. School uh, would have been the next day, so the kids went to bed early around 8 p.m. that night. And shortly after the kids went to bed, the power went out in the house due to a nearby tra- uh, car accident or traffic accident. Yeah, I'm assuming it, it like knocked over a pole or something like that. Is what yeah, I'm assuming. that's what I would think, too. It just knocked the power out and took and uh, the power came back on around 12.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, so it took after, a little while. Yeah, let's see. Well, it doesn't say exactly when it went out. It just said shortly after the kids went to bed. So. Yeah, I'd say like maybe in this family, like any time between like maybe three to four hours, maybe it took around, you know, for them to get the power back on, I'm assuming. Yeah. Now, Harold checked on the kids uh, around that time, and both were asleep peacefully in their bedrooms. And Harold himself didn't go to bed until 2.30 But again, he checked, and the kids were sound asleep in their bedrooms. Shortly after his father went to bed, O'Brien, Aisha's brother, recalled hearing Aisha's bed squeak, but he didn't think anything about it. He thought she was probably just repositioning herself. Yeah, like, just like, you know, like, that's what you do. Like, sometimes when you're uncomfortable, you just shift over. So I'm sure, like, they didn't think anything was amiss there. Yeah, but apparently that's when Aisha got up, took her book bag, packed with several sets of clothes, personal items and left the house this was in the middle of the night yeah it's so weird yeah be, and i say around the middle of the night because be, between three forty-five and four fifteen a.m a truck driver and another motorist saw a girl matching aisha's description walking south along highway 18 and this area uh she was seen walking in was just north of the junction 
of its junction with Highway 180. Now, I, I don't know where that is. I don't know. If you yeah, know. I didn't get exactly where that was. I'm just assuming that, you know, she's walking along an area that then connects to like a bigger highway. And one of the individuals circled back to check on her, but she ran into the woods when the motorist came alongside and disappeared. Uh, during this interaction, it apparently became rainy and stormy, I guess, from the time the driver saw her, then turned around and went back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the she was nine years old. She was probably scared and drenched and yeah. didn't know what to do. Maybe yeah, exactly. I mean, and, you know, we don't really know what the point would have been for this. But, you know, at the same time, like, you got to take into account, like, this is a nine-year-old. Like, that's so scary. Like, you know, I'm glad the motorist at least went back to check on her. Yeah, at least they tried. Yeah. The degrees had no idea that Aisha had left the home, so their day started out relatively normal. Akila woke up at 5.45 a.m. and drew a bath for the kids since they were getting ready to go to school, which, you know, I don't yeah. know how old O'Brien was, but we know <clears throat> Aisha was nine, so he may have been younger. So I yeah, I think see. He, uh, yeah, I think Aisha was the older of the two. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she ran some bath water and probably said, okay, one of you get in. Uh, shortly before the kids' 6.30 alarm went off, Akila opened the door to the kids' uh, the children's room and could see that Aisha was gone. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess maybe they shared a room. I'm not really That's, sure. I thought they did. I'm assuming they did uh, because maybe he would have, you know, I don't know how else he would have heard, I guess, her bed. I yeah, mean, I guess through the Unless wall? it was a super creaky bed or yeah. super creaky house, he wouldn't have been able to hear it from a different room necessarily, especially if he's laying down, curled up against the pillows. Mm-hmm. It, well, yeah, I guess. He might no. have, but it makes it less likely. Whereas... If he's laying down in the same room, he'd be able to hear her moving in the bed. Yeah, no matter what, I guess, along the fact, like, they did not know, like, none of the family knew that, you know, during the middle of the night that she just up and left, so. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, Akila checked the house, uh, checked the family cars. She couldn't find Aisha. She even called her mother-in-law's house, which was next door, but Aisha wasn't there either. Yeah, she's just gone. And, of course, shortly after that, the police were involved, and they arrived at the home at 6.40 a.m., and they begin to search the they begin to search the area. Dogs couldn't pick up on Aisha's scent, which that's interesting. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I could only assume maybe I don't know if it had if the rain would have had anything to do with it potentially. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't yeah, thought if about it, that. If it rained after she left, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it, it did because you know I think it started becoming a downpour maybe along the time that that motorist saw her. Yeah, especially if it's a downpour because mm-hmm. if it's if it's a light rain, it shouldn't affect it much. But if it's a downpour and everything's just washed away after she's already gone, then they're yeah. Well, weird enough too. I don't know if the dogs actually. I thought I saw another um, thing that said that the dogs didn't pick up on her scent in the house either. So that's a little weird aside too. But I don't. I don't know if I put like an official source in there. But I think that's what I heard like through the grapevine, just kind of researching. Okay, that's that is weird. I don't know. Mm, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, I don't could, know. And dogs aren't uh, infallible, you know. Well, it could also be the fact that she lived there. That they couldn't distinguish her scent from things in the house. Not true. That could be it. They'd, I, you know, they'd you probably can't. Have uh, to, they'd have to bring it outside and get them to alert to that scent outside. Well, dogs have been wrong before, too. True, but still, you, I mean, think about it like this. You go into a room, say the whole room's painted red. Find me the red room. Mm-hmm. Or find me something red in the room. Mm-hmm. That's everything in the room. Yeah. So, if everything smells like her, they can't distinguish it from everything else. Yeah, and like I said so, too, I mean, like who, who knows? Like, I mean, that could be a that could be a lot of things. It could be maybe a journalist not writing down the wrong thing. It could be, you know, a source not getting it right. It could be a lot of things. We're hearing this through several different sources. Yes. All right. Well, Akila went through the neighborhood 
<clears throat> looking for Asia, couldn't find anything. Uh, the degrees, family, friends, and fellow churchgoers uh, gathered together to help search, but nothing was found. And according to an article on FBI.gov, hundreds of community volunteers came out to help search the day of her disappearance. But despite all of that help, only a single mitten was discovered. Mm-hmm. But Akila said it wasn't Asia's, as no other winter clothing was missing from the family's home. Yeah, and Akila really sounds like she knows what she's talking about. Like she's like, because she like inventoried, I think what potentially could have been taken, and she's like, no, like all the kids' clothes are here. So I don't think that's Asia's at all. Mm. Local news coverage detailed Asia's case, and this even prompted the motorist that we talked about earlier to inform the police what they had seen about the unidentified young girl walking along the highway. So yeah, that's which, good. Yeah, so I mean, at least like they were getting coverage and like kind of putting the Asia's name out there. On February 15th, some candy wrappers were discovered in a shed of a nearby business along the highway. Asia was allegedly walking along. Beside the candy wrapper, a pencil, marker, and Mickey Mouse-shaped hair bow were also recovered. The bow itself was eventually identified as belonging to Asia. Yeah, so they know. Like, they were like, okay, like, you know, I guess seemingly we didn't know if that little girl was Asia at the time. Now they're really thinking that it was. A photograph of a younger African-American girl was also discovered with these belongings, <clears throat> but she has never been identified. Mm-hmm. Now that's odd. Yeah, I don't know. I said, who, who knows? I don't know what that, you know, who that would have been. Eventually, after going through Asia's room, Akila discovered that Aisha's favorite clothing was missing from the home. A week after this discovery, the search for Aisha was ca- called off. After 300 leads had been submitted, some of those tips had been followed up on as possible sightings of the young girl, as well as tips on locations Aisha may have ended up in. Over the years, various agencies have been involved in Aisha's case. Some of these include the FBI and North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation. Both of these agencies have put Asia in their missing children's databases. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad they did. According to Ben Ermini of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, Asia herself is not a typical runaway. Asia is younger than 12, which is the average age of a runaway, and she was apparently missing a reason as to why she would have run away in the first place. Yeah, like at least from what the family says, it sounds like her home life is good. It sounds like she's doing pretty well in school. Like it, she's like missing one of those reasons as to why she would potentially just leave in the middle of the night. Right. I, and that's what I, I see from your research a dysfunctional family or poor academic performance. And that uh, that's not what the family's saying. And that's not yeah. what any of their friends or, or, Anyone yeah, who the church knows goers, Asia. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever really hear anything mentioned of that. Yeah, but no matter what the reasoning, uh, many people think that Asia did leave of her own volition, and many think she either lost her way or is abducted by someone along the way. So she had let she left the home, yeah, and somehow maybe lost her way. She was going somewhere, yeah, and someone either you know she took like advantage where, right like where she darted off the side of the road when that motorist came back or in, and somehow got lost or yeah. someone picked her up and a, someone abducted her yeah exactly uh, over the years the degrees have been on several shows including the montel williams show and shows like oprah winfrey and america's most wanted and th- her case has been showcased in those but not much has happened in asia's case yeah and for at least the first year and a half. But on August 3rd, 2001, Aisha's book bag was discovered on Highway 18 in Burke County near Morganton, which is 20 miles north of Shelby. I'm yeah. sorry, 26 miles north of Shelby. Yeah, and I think, I think Shelby is like the county that they lived in. Okay. 
uh, the person who discovered the bag found it wrapped in a plastic bag. Yeah, so I'm assuming it was just like wrapped in like, not I'm, what I'm thinking of is like an old Walmart bag type of situation, you know. So it wasn't like, you know, maybe potentially wrapped in like a garbage bag or anything like that. It's just, it's just weird. Like they did locate her, her backpack finally after all this time. Okay, well, saying that, I visualized it was in, like a like you say, a trash bag yeah, or, something or something like much that. Much larger. Mm-hmm. All right, the bag itself contained Aisha's name and phone number. The bag was eventually turned over to the FBI, but the results of the forensic tests on the bag have never been disclosed to the public. So yeah. do, we, do we have any idea when it was discovered? Um, I think it was a year and a half after that last thing that I said, Rhonda. It was said um, a year and a half later after, I guess, uh, they went on the Montel Williams and Oprah Winfrey show. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was a year and a half after she initially disappeared. I'm sorry. Well, I'm looking back over your notes, and you're right. August 3rd of 2001. Okay. So, yeah, about a year and a half, I'd say. Right. One interesting note was that the bag contained a copy of Dr. Seuss's, Now I hope I'm saying this correctly. I know. I never heard of this one. McElgo's pool. Yeah, it's something. How do you spell it, Rhonda? M C E L L I G O T. McElgo's pool. McElgo. I don't know. I said I've never heard of that one. I've never heard of that. That wasn't Redfish, Bluefish. I didn't read that one. It wasn't Hop on Pop either. No, it wasn't Hop on Pop. Green eggs and ham. Yeah, or green eggs and ham. Yeah, and and along with that was found a T-shirt depicting new kids on the block. Neither of which of these belong to Asia. Yeah, so I'm assuming what they're thinking or like what we can gather from that is maybe um, someone would have found the backpack after uh, maybe Asia had dropped it and, you know, potentially used it and put these things in. But they don't think it belonged to Asia at all. No. Not many substantial tips have come in over the years either. One tip received in 2004 saw the sheriff's office recovering bones from an animal near an intersection of Lawndale, but nothing related to Asha has ever been found. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. I, I I didn't there. I think there were a little bit more information on that tip, but since it really didn't turn up anything, I didn't put like some of the other specifics. Yeah, Asha's memory is kept alive by her family to this day. In 2008. They set up a scholarship in Asia's name. Uh, an annual walk is also hosted by the family in order to help wa- raise awareness to her case mm-hmm. and to fund future searches for her. February of 2015, the FBI announced that they were reexamining the case and a reward for $25,000 for, quote, information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person or persons responsible for her disappearance. Yeah, so I'm assuming, like, even though they don't necessarily have, like, any substantial tips they're still thinking like we said earlier that maybe some opportunistic person like picked Asia up and then like took her somewhere 15 months after this announcement the FBI announced a new lead that saw Asia getting into a dark green early 1970s Lincoln Continental Mark IV or possibly a Ford Thunderbird from the same area around Route 18. Now, that's where the uh, book bag was found. Uh, yeah, I think, it, yeah, but didn't both say I think they were found along Route 18? So I'm, I'm assuming, like, maybe they're thinking if she got in the car, they just, like, tossed her belongings out or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Maybe. Five years after this, on November, or in November of 2020, an inmate named Marcus Mellon wrote a letter to the Shelby Star claiming that Asia had been murdered and that he knew where to find her body. This eventually led to a dead end, which we've seen that several times. Uh, oh, how many times now? Like, I mean, we've had, what, 50-something episodes, and, like, a lot of those times is, like, inmates and stuff or, like, the jailhouse informants. Like, I don't know. It, it, there's not really a lot of good information that I've, I've heard that has come from them. No. Still to this day, Aisha's parents maintain hope that she will be found alive, and they continue to retrace the steps of their daughter in hope that she can eventually be located 
and found alive and well. Akila herself says she can't accept that her daughter may be dead even now, 23 years later. Yeah. During the time or at the time of her disappearance, Aisha was nine years old, four foot six inches and weighed roughly 60 pounds. She was last seen wearing a white nightshirt with a teddy bear on it. Oh, it's so cute. No, brother's like stuffing. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. Acid wash or white jeans, a, a white size three Nike sneaker, sneakers, and she may have been carrying a Tweety Bird purse and black backpack. That's so Tweety cute. Bird. All of that. Uh, she's African American and has black hair and brown eyes. If you have any information on Asia's disappearance, you can contact Cleveland County Sheriff's Office at seven zero four four eight four. Four eight two two. Okay, I'm going to throw something out here. Okay, you mentioned in your notes a photograph of a younger African American girl that was mm-hmm. discovered yeah. in her belongings. Yeah. So I th- yeah, either I don't know if it was in or, or long, along the same area, but I would assume it was you know discovered with her belongings. Yeah. This is when they found the candy wrappers, the pencil, the marker, and the Mickey Mouse shaped hair bow, which they thought was definitely hers. Right. Yeah. They said the bow was eventually identified as belonging to Asia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't know. They didn't have a PC at home, which back 23 years ago, people weren't using PCs like they do these no, days. No, I mean, you have your PC in your hand now. Right. Yeah. Well, when you know, you just didn't have all the commun- all the social media stuff that you've got now. No. Right. But I'm wondering, could this little girl or this younger girl have been a pen pal? Maybe. Could, it, could she have somehow, maybe through school, maybe they had a program at school, mm-hmm. and maybe she was writing to this oh. younger person. That's could, a good idea, Rhonda. Been, could have been early, uh, like, picking up, like, dating sites, how they how uh, predators ident- will pretend to be kids or younger people. Mm-hmm. It could be, possibly. But to have a picture, I'm not sure she would have had a picture. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been that hard if you, uh, say, you apply as, like, a – I think there was – there's organizations you could have applied and do pen pals with, not just through school. Mm-hmm. It could have been something where someone uh, levied false inf- or used false information, including a picture, mm-hmm. and was using a pen pal system. I mean, it's true. I, I guess they don't know for sure whether or not that Aisha had this photograph, but, you know, I mean, I guess we can't rule it out. Or it could be that she was using a computer at a li- library or at school. Yeah. If they're like our library at school had computers mm-hmm. that we were that we were allowed to use if we got permission. I don't know. So Do you think could, uh, this was before? Like you know, I'm, I'm assuming we would have because I don't know. Like, well, our elementary school had them, and that was no, in, no. I'm just saying. Like, we, when did we start doing computer classes? Like maybe middle school stuff era. I mean, we were. Uh, I did stuff at Julia Newman. So back yeah. in '01 and after. So I guess they would have known theoretically, kind of a little bit about how to you know traverse yeah, the they, internet. They, you could. You had. We had. Uh, I mean, we were doing AR tests in '01 yeah, on the computers. True. So. We were the we were the generation that started a lot of yeah, this. I so feel like. I mean, it's possible that she could have had a pen pal, given her an address to use, and had a picture sent. It could be things like that. Well, that's what I'm wondering, <clears throat> and I'm just I'm just speculating. This yeah. is all speculation. People. That maybe you know Make she had the picture of this girl and her, you know, the girl this girl and maybe she wanted to meet her and yeah. maybe she thought, well, my parents won't let me meet her, so I'm just going to go. I'm going to go meet her. I'm I'm just, again, throwing this out. But here's a picture that they think Aisha had with her belongings, but they can't identify this girl. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think she's ever really been properly identified. So that's, I'm just wondering, could she have 
made a pen pal or, you know, thought she made a pen pal and wanted to meet her. Yeah. And, and had decided, tried to, her, yeah. tried to go meet her. Yeah. You know, it's so weird. I guess the family just has qualms with the idea of like why, like they don't really know why she would have even left in the first place because like Asia was kind of like yeah. sheltered, is it seems like. So they're like, yeah, like it was stormy outside. Like Asia was apparently really scared of dogs. Like, so like, you know, she's, she's scared. Like she's scared of like these unknowns and stuff like that. So why would she go out at the middle of the night at 4 a.m.? Like the scariest time I'm afraid to go out that late. So, you know, bless her heart. Like, you know, that's a scary yeah. undertaking for a nine-year-old. Yeah, true. So. I'm Like I said, I'm just throwing this out. And maybe, and you know, like you say, if it could have been a predator, someone could have said, I will meet you so somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like along Highway 18. It's just, it is weird. Like, you know, uh, do we think that the person who potentially they think, you know, got her, were they that person? Or maybe were they just someone opportunistic who ended up getting her? We don't know. I mean, we have, there's so many unanswered questions. So, I don't know, You're Rhonda. Right. It's weird. You are very right. It's an interesting case, Will. I'm glad you... Uh, now, you said this was a user, a, a yeah. listener suggested. Yeah, this was one. I think Mikhail Biggs <clears throat> was one. So, it was the same user who, like, okay. suggested these ones. So I wanted to, you know, I wanted to kind of in, uh, do those. And I'd heard this one. Um, this one's been covered a few times, I think, over the years. Um, but, yeah, it's a very interesting case, for yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah, and let me correct you. I, I, I did it. You did it. Uh, listener. A listener. I said, yes. what, what did I say? User? Yeah, user. I was user thinking of, you know. Viewer or, yeah. A viewer. Yeah, I we do viewer, viewer a lot too. I interchange those two. Yeah. But um, yeah, a listener suggestion. So uh, yeah. we appreciate y'all yeah. putting putting that in the uh, descriptions and stuff. But it's good to keep these cases out there. Yeah. Yes. That's an interesting one. We're, and I think now, especially, I'm, I'm glad they have fresh eyes on it, especially because, you know, this case is getting a little older, you know, 23 years. So sure, sure. Uh, we want to have those eyes out there. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And please continue to like, comment, and subscribe, share, tell your friends about us, tell your family about us. Tell the dude your mother, the, your brother, your yeah, sister. Tell the dude at the grocery store about us. <laughs> <laughs> get, just get our name out there. The more the more people that listen, the more shows we can do, and the more suggestions we can possibly get. So yeah. That's all good, and that's all positive. I think that is, and we, we've been toying around with the idea of doing different podcasts in the future. Yes. So uh, we're trying to like you know iron out those details, but hopefully we'll have more content for you guys. Agreed, agreed. Well, that's it for this episode, and we'll catch you all next week. Mm-hmm.